Hello and welcome back to another, re re well it's not really Reaper's Rapid Review Roundup. Today it is just a Reaper's Roundup, a bit of a special episode. Um, I am, of course, Reaper, and over here we have got Icarus from Icarus Tech. The formerly silent protagonist. Um, yes, hello, yes. welcome. So today we've, well, in the weekend, uh, it was PAX Australia, or PAX Melbourne. PAX Australia? Australia, yeah. Australia. And we both got the opportunity to go. Uh, I got the opportunity to go, but uh, Icarus was able to get in for more special reasons. Yes, I had uh, uh, <laughs> both a special guest pass and a media pass, which I had to swap between. But yes, as part of one of my volunteer jobs, I, I work at a, a local outlet for games called CheckpointGaming.net. .au? No, I think it's just checkpointgaming.net. I don't actually remember the freaking website. I think uh, it is just .net. Yeah, it is just .net. Um, so it's great. This is the uh, the third year I've covered PAX Oz as a journalist. Two years for a different outlet and one year for this one. So that's been really fun. Yeah, because it was not last year, but the two years prior to that that you were the media, weren't you? Because we went there, you took me there for my first time last year, right? Correct. And last yeah. year was when I was between outlets. Well, yes. not, not so much between outlets as I just sort of got bored of working for the other one and quit. And then this one's just like, hey, we're a Melbourne outlet and we have a radio station. Like, all right, I'm yeah. down. So, yeah, that's the Saturday pass, at least. Mm. I, I went in on Saturday, which was good. I really thoroughly enjoyed being there. Yeah, it, it's definitely, like, it, it's a far cry from the first year that it was here. The first year it was oh. here was fucking garbage. Oh, really? So bad. <laughs> Oh man! Do you remember how we went to the show, and like one of those big pavilions? Yeah, they had I think two of those, and another smaller pavilion for talks, and that was the entire thing. Oh my god! Wow. Okay. And it was um, so fucking trash. That's ridiculous. So for anybody that doesn't know what the show is, it's the Melbourne show, which is once a year, like uh, during the September October school holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like September something. It runs yeah. for two weeks. It's just like rides and show bags and overpriced literally everything but you know yeah I was, I was about to say that especially games one game three throws for ten dollars no yeah. fuck off the prize is worth two dollars if that yeah if but we're not we're not talking about that anyway yeah. we're, not, to, we're not talking about Melbourne show packs must be packs back back to actual games yeah yes it, it, it was really so, good again this year the indie packs rising section was fucking huge Oh, it was. It, it was even for me. Like only going last year, it was. But what? Double the size of last yeah, year's one. I, I reckon it had to be at least double the size. Yeah. It, it was. It used to be like tucked into the corner, and like their indie mega booth was also part of it, which is like their top five indie games that they sort of sponsor there. Yeah. And then they had they had a, a, a booth, like the Pax Rising section was that plus another one of those, plus the Indie Mega Booth on top of that. It was just, it was insane. It was so big. It and was. On top of that, personally, because I, I do love the Australian industry, it was really nice to see that 90%, even more of the games were all Australian, and like half of those were Melbourne. It was awesome. Yeah, it was It was so freaking cool, like just seeing Victoria and Melbourne and Australia just plastered everywhere for an, you know, for an international freaking, um, uh, uh, freaking event event yeah wow i was trying to think of something else we're yeah. off to a roaring start oh i'm tired uh, but you know for an international event for seeing so many australian things there was it was amazing 
Yeah, it was it was good too because the Victorian games, at least the ones sponsored by the Victorian government, which were there were a heap of them, this nice massive pink banner on top of their stand. It was really easy to go. Hey, these guys are all from like Melbourne. It was really really good to see. Yeah, no, I freaking loved it. So um, with with that, you got quite a lot of interviews out of it, didn't you? I got nine. Um, but I also got this massive fuck off stack of business cards of people <laughs> I have to email because I, I was only there for a day uh, with my media pass and I, I couldn't I couldn't get to everyone. There was there, I'm looking at the list now of people and there's like sixty I think maybe packs rising people that I wanted to talk to. Wow. And I just, I just didn't have the time between like I had to man the booth that we had there for the the station that I work for. Than just you know sort of being able to look around myself, yeah. Um, it was it was very hard to sort of find the time, but I was able to at least talk to you know this many people and get you know cards and sort of go, hey, look, I've run out of time. Do you mind if I email you? And most of them were really receptive to the idea because I want to do like a a big thing about the Australian industry because well more of a love letter because I fucking love the Australian industry. Mm, no, it's great, and you know, even what we've got, we've we've been playing one of the games from last year's packs, which is an Australian-made game, uh, Adventure Pals, which uh, oh. from these guys, massive monster, and yes. we look to their credit, like we went up to them and said, I, I went to buy this pin, um, which is a cupcake from the game, which I actually quite like. It's very pretty. I'm, I'm not usually <laughs> this kind of person. Like I don't buy the pins to buy them. I buy the ones I like. I have about six or seven, but uh, like I spoke to the guy afterwards, like, look, like we really love your game, you know? And yeah. he goes, do you know it's got multiplayer? I'm like, we, we literally only play it together. <laughs> That's why we're only halfway through the game. He's like, yep. really? I'm like, yeah, like we were like chomping at the bit. We bought it in November last year at PAX and you released it in like February and, you know, Reaper's there every day like, hey, is it out yet? Yeah. Is it out yet? Is it out yet? When... <laughs> is it out yet? Because when, when we first, well, when, when Icarus first bought it, um, they're like, yeah, we're thinking, we're hope, hoping for December, January release or early January at the latest. And then, you know, I think it was more March that it came out, wasn't it? It was like February? end of Feb, start of March, that kind of yeah. time. So sort of every every couple of days between, from the start of January to, to when it came out, I was like, so is it out yet? And it's, it is honestly one of the best games platformer yeah platformer yeah i think it is one of the best that i've played and what they've got a new one coming out as well yes never give up which yes i think we're about yeah (laughs) so the the end of that story was we were talking to him about this stuff and it was Mm. like i I was really excited to talk about this game with this guy it's like look you, you guys are pretty awesome like thank you so much for believing in us and he hands us the code for the new game yeah like he was selling these at the booth for 15 bucks. He's just like, no, you guys believe in this. You seem really enthusiastic. Here, have some free games. I'm like, this is why I fucking love you guys. Come on. What yeah, can so I do? We both, we've, we've both got the, um, yeah, the, the, the code for Never Give Up now. So hopefully that's just as good. And hopefully we actually eventually get to finish Adventure Pals. That'd be quite nice. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm hoping that maybe we could do a, a bit of a, a YouTube video or we could do a stream or something like that of Adventure Pals, maybe. One I'm day. okay with this. All right, sweet, cool. Because yeah, we we are halfway through it, but there's I think we're not halfway through it yet. I think we've still got quite a bit to go. 
Uh, I'm not sure, but you know, it doesn't really matter. Can, Just as long as no. we get to finish it. Exactly. It's it's a great game. Um, ten out of ten. Oh, would recommend. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And on the subject of great games, there was another game there which you actually did an article of, which is Hyperjam. Which and oh my god, it, I, I remember last year playing it. Yeah. And it so. Was, yeah. There you go. On. So, you, you, you yeah. Go on it, first. I don't I don't remember much of it last year because I was I was sort of overwhelmed with um you know the extent of how many gaming things were around because I've I've never been like I've I've been to um Armageddon which is the New Zealand version of Comic-Con so I've been to we that, have that here was, as well. Oh yes, you do. That's right. Um so yeah, it was big but PAX is 10 times the fucking size of and, what I'm used to. Because PAX is very geared towards video games and board games, more mm. than just like comics and pop culture, there's much more to interact with. It's oh, not, yeah. It's, it's not just like you're going to go there and buy a statue or some pop vinyls, even though you could. You're going to go there to, to find all these games. And because they are so yeah. densely packed, it's, um, it, it's something that you can sort of get really sensory overload from. Oh, definitely. And it's a... You know, with with Hyperjam, that's definitely what you get as well. well. Yeah. And that that like, game, like you, if you if you're watching this or if you're listening to this, just check out the website. And like, even if you just if you're looking at it, if you just sort of look at the card, you can see the sort of aesthetic of the game. It yeah. it stands out. It fucking stands out of the um of the crowd. And I oh, really uh, and what uh, hyperjamgame.com is is their website. So yes, hyperjamgame.com, and. Yeah. This is the third time I've spoken to him. I, spoke, I, I actually, when, when I was working for my last outlet, I, they were at the Swin, Swinburne uh, booth. As a, and Swinburne's a university, and they were student games. Yeah. And I'm playing this game. It was, it was fun. It was polished. It worked really well. And here I am with my media pass. I got business cards. And I go to the guy, Roman. I still remember him, Roman. I remember him because his last name is spelt like someone vomited up SpaghettiOs, not SpaghettiOs, alphabets. <laughs> but I know how to pronounce it now. I'm not going to say it, but I know how to pronounce it because he taught me. And I spoke to the guy. I'm like, look, do, do you mind if I like spend five minutes of your time just sort of getting a write-up for you for this game? Because it looks fucking awesome. He's like, what, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah, the game looks sweet. I'm like, oh, cool. So we spent like, I think it ended up being like 15 minutes just sort of talking about this game and it was really exciting and then I got his card and then about a month later we were doing a charity stream for Extra Life which I don't know if you know the charity Extra Life I, I personally have never heard of it uh, they, they do gaming related charities I think they sort of you know give games to people and stuff I forget oh, it's yeah. been like two years three years <laughs> and I, I, I messaged him he's like I'm like and this was after I'd already went and visited him at Swinburne as well to get like yeah. a more in-depth article from him and then the rest of the team. I'm like, do you want to like have your game on stream? Can I have a copy of the game to play on stream? You know, through the advertisement. He's like, look, I'd rather you didn't, but and he had his reasons. They were valid. And he's like, but I, I can bring my, my PC down to your place and we'll play it together. Like all four of us, me, uh, Myth or Steven from Mithras and Roman and Sam. And so we're sitting there on a couch in my mum's garage streaming off this like shitty 4g modem because the internet at that place fucking sucked and we're just sitting there playing hyperjam for an hour and it was just the most incredible experience i think i've had in my entire 
journalistic career with big air quotes. <laughs> and I, I walked up to him at the booth oh. this year and he goes, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Like, oh man, I'm so tired. I'm like, I don't know if you remember. It's like, Jason. I'm like, you do remember. It's like, yeah, I, I remember playing Hyper Jam in your garage still. That was like one of the best times <laughs> from this game. I'm like, That's me brilliant. too. Me too. That was like a five minute story. And you can tell from my face that I am so fucking hyped that they are hopefully <laughs> releasing this game soon. They are at the end of the, the release cycle and all the work they put into it. And it looks and plays and feels just so good. And it's such a good game. And you should definitely read my article about it. And you should definitely check yes. it out. You should definitely wish list pre-order. You should throw money at them, especially if you're in Melbourne, because they're Melbourne based. You want the Melbourne industry and the Australian industry to explode like I do, then throw money at this game. It's awesome. Yeah, no, and we'll put the links down below for your article. We'll put the links down below for their um, their website as well. It's oh, it's insane, absolutely insane. It's I don't, I don't want to say too much about it because you know if they're going to read the article, but like I, I can sum it up for you. But yeah. first, if you want to know about any of the games we're talking about, to the PAX Rising website for this year's Australian PAX Oz, Australian PAX Oz, PAX Oz Australia, PAX Australia twenty eighteen. I'm going to try that again. Um, so it's oz.packsite.com slash rising will give you all of the games that we're going to be talking about today excellent no it's good but the game is a twin stick roguelite neon soaked brawler think like smash brothers kind of beat the crap out of each other but like grand theft auto vice city kind of aesthetic there's even a guy called vance he looks very much like lance vance from vice city but we'll let that one slide you know, that really nice neon retro aesthetic, really good music, plays really well, the weapons are all fun. It all it all just works. And I would highly recommend it. And I'm very glad they actually gave me gave us both access to the beta. Yeah, I am very excited about after three fucking years I actually have the game in my house, which is <laughs> incredible. Well, I have it in my house and I have control of it, I should say. Yes, now we've just got to get a bunch of people together so we can actually play it. Ah fuck everyone else. Just us two. That's all that we need. They don't, they right, don't deserve it good. yet. No, they do. And again, we could do that on a stream, and we can just have a bit of fun with it. And I, you know, I, I recommend that. Yeah. So when we can we can show it off to you guys, and um, yeah. Sorry, I'm also just trying to get a few cards sorted out because I bought another game which just I want to show later. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, hyperjamgame.com. Support yeah. the Australian industry. Support the Melbourne industry. Support this excellent game. Uh, as much as I don't like promoting myself because I think it's a bit wanky, go read the article. I I fucking yeah. love this game. This is literally the third year I've, I've, I've speak, spoken to these guys and they're fucking awesome. Yeah, and I've, I've just had to read the article, what, about an hour ago and it is it is a pretty damn good article. It really goes in depth. So it tells you everything you need to know about the game. And yes, it was done by Icarus. So <laughs> I'm quite proud of myself. Yes. So there's something else that you have that you got from PAX. Little vial. Have you got that near you at all? No, it's upstairs hiding in my games room. Oh, <laughs> I wish damn. you would have told me I would have grabbed it. Uh, yeah, I just thought about it just then. So one, one of the people that um, Icarus spoke to have got a game called Speaking, Speaking Simulator. Simulator. Oh, we said that identical time. Yeah. Anyway, and there we go. Oh, you got a card. Cool. What's on the back of it? I, I've never and didn't actually get to see the back of it. It's a, it's a tongue. Oh, it's a tongue. Okay, cool. All right. So, yep. All right. So we're just going to carry on. So, speaking simulator. 
I so, want I want I want the journalists to to first give their impression. The game is <laughs> unique, to say the least. Oh, unique <laughs> is definitely correct. Yep. Um, the it, it, it's so hard to explain because when you when you hear a simulator, like you have racing sims, which are well, they're racing games. They're very technical car games, and you have sim games which are either like you know uh, like the sims which is stupid then you have things like farming simulator and stuff like that which is just like simulating real life i don't want to fucking experience real life in a game real life sucks <laughs> and then there are other other sims like um sim city and stuff like that city builders they're kind of fun yeah. and this game sort of it, it's it's more of a literal simulator where you are a a robot trying to infiltrate the humans and everything works fine but you have to control your mouth to speak speaking simulator and so you can control the way your face does this and on your jaw and you can also control your tongue in your mouth and there's like a mouth cam and a face cam and you got to like make everything go together and if you fail, you start raising suspicion. Your face starts falling apart. You can knock your teeth out with your tongue if you're a bit too violent with it. And you have to go through these stressful situations that involve using your mouth, like speaking, obviously. But you can, yeah. um, um, you'll be at it like a, on the mission we played, which I didn't get a chance. It, it sort of randomly generates these like little scenarios. You're on a date, and you can actually randomly grab a spoonful of peas and you have to chew them with your mouth. And what else yeah, do you I did chew it with? I didn't get to that part either myself. Yeah, I, I was, didn't get I that either. Disappointed. But he was explaining it to me. And then there are other things you have to do, like playing instruments or um, sneezing or coughing, that kind of stuff. And in very stressful speaking type situations, like um, it was a doctor's appointment trying to talk you out of a speeding ticket. And I think the final level he said was going to be the State of the Union address because you've been voted president. Oh, wow. <laughs> so... It's, it's kind of interesting and all over the place. And so I'm interviewing him and he goes, cool. And I, I want to give you something, you know, you get some of information and the game's cool and all that kind of stuff. It's like, I want to give you something to really remember this game by. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. You're going to give me like a cool press kit or something, which I, I do have a press kit somewhere on my desk. There it is. It's just a USB standard stuff. But he gets handed this vial. I'm just looking at it like, and he goes, it's a tooth. <laughs> he's like you don't have to take it like no no I'm taking it because <laughs> this and is the single coolest thing I've ever got as part of like a press kit like I have a fucking I was too afraid to ask whether it was like real fake human canine like what it was I have to assume it's fake I really hope yeah. it is but it looks very realistic but at the same time there's that shininess to it that sort of gives it that sort of it's like a resin rather than actual tooth yeah let's mm. just go with it's fake yeah but but yeah I, I i will definitely never forget it i he's he has accomplished that mission i will definitely never forget get getting given a tooth at the end of an interview yeah i i'm definitely going to be buying that game because that is fucking awesome like uh icarus is sort of you, you've you've summed up everything that i could have said about the game um, i do that i'm pretty good at my job yeah yeah so that's kind of why i got you to go first because now i don't really have to do much <laughs> now i've got pretty much nothing to say about it 
but no i <laughs> i also had a little chat with him like i wasn't interviewing him or anything i was just curious about you know his thought processes to how he got into this game and he's like basically said to me you know there's all these simulators out there but why not a speaking simulator why not you know the the mouth has got so many different things that we do like you know to, to just to say a single word we have to move our mouth in certain ways and the tongue goes in a certain way the you know opening closing all that sort of stuff and he's like why not put this into a game let's make one of those extremely difficult games that isn't a game but it's a game yeah and put it together and that's and that's why he did it because i asked him ex straight out why did you do this game why 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 was what was the reason you did this and that's that's what he told me he said well you know speaking is one of the hardest things that you could do in life but, well he didn't he I, that's that's not verbatim but that's basically the gist of what he was saying it's like okay i i, I understand that because thinking about it it's just like this is too fucked up yeah and they had this like massive up. fully articulating oh. head with like a 12 foot gene simmons style tongue coming out of it at their booth and i'm yeah. just like what are you doing what but no it was all cool you know take a selfie with it you can win a copy of the game and all this stuff and it, it was just a really cool booth they were really cool dudes and it was a really interesting yeah. idea for a game i can, I can definitely say I've, I've never seen anything like it oh um, shit no like if you think of quop you've played quop haven't you no i haven't played quop but um the, there was another one that he mentioned uh because he mentioned that to me he mentioned quop and what was the other one oh no it's bugging me now but there was another one he mentioned that that's that's sort of where the the initial idea came from is what could they do to make it even like something more difficult yeah but at least with with this kind of thing it makes sense because you you know how to speak so you can sort yeah. of see how that relates back to the game or and vice versa like you see them make a syllable sound and you go if I make that same syllable, my mouth ends up in the same place and my tongue kind of ends up in the same place. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, it was really cool. Um, they're hoping for a release, I think, early next year, about two hours in length. I am actually doing a write-up on that currently. That was the other major article I had to write for this uh, event. So if I do that by the time this comes out, which I probably won't, we'll add a link below. Otherwise, just go on to I, Checkpoint. I, I probably still will put a link down below, but yeah, as, as Chris says, jump on Checkpoint and... It will be there as well, hopefully soon. Checkpointgaming.net for all of your me needs. I don't know. Anyway, moving hang on. Hang on, hang on. Can, can you move back a little bit? Your head's getting a bit too big for the screen. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm trying to but think. The, the great thing is, while you're doing that, is that we, we got a sticker after... Well, I got a sticker after we played, and then I think... Oh, yeah, I did too. And it was just to prove that we are 100% human. So we've got a 100% human sticker that that came from it and yeah so that that was my souvenir from the game i'm sure i have it somewhere but it's lost in my pile of crap <laughs> yeah. so we, we got it we is. got a bunch of stuff yeah yeah I, I got like this as i said this massive stack of business cards and other things and i'm, I'm just a little bit disorganized at the moment because i do have a nine to five job as well as this so trying to get them both sort of synced up a bit hard but, oh you know, yeah it happens okay I'm sorry, I'm just sorting out everything that I've got down here, making sure that, yeah, we've talked about Never Give Up. I've got that. I'm trying. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's talk about this game next. Yes. Little Reaper. So, Holy shit. 
So, oh, where is it? Besides the obvious thing of it being Reaper, and then they got that the badge. as well, the badge. So this is another game that started off as a student project, and I actually played it at PAX when it was a student project there for I think it was AIE, which is another. Uh, it's the Australian something inter, inter, entertainment something. I've got a card here from them. It's it's not really that relevant, but now I've sort of gone down that. The Academy of Interactive Entertainment. They're, they're one of the two big like games only or entertainment only unis in Australia. Quantum being the other one, which I went to. And it was a student game and they brought it there and I was playing it. I was like, this is really fun. I really hope you guys make a game out of it. I actually spoke to them for a bit. And I'm pretty sure I did a write-up on them as well, but I don't remember. It was like two years ago. Oh, yeah. And yeah, they were back. The game looked really good. Saw it from across the room again. Literally, the first thing I saw was Little Reaper. <laughs> You're like, you weren't there. This was before you got there. And I, yeah. I, I walked in. I'm like, do do do, going to Pax Rising. I'm like, holy shit, Little Reaper. And I'm like, beeline towards these guys to play it first. <laughs> and to speak with them, it's like, yeah, I, I played this game when it was still a student game. And I'm really happy to see you guys back because it was really fun then. And you've made a lot of improvements. And it's really great. And it's going to be a full game. I'm, yeah, it's another game that I'm going to be getting um, because not only, you know, Little Reaper, I am Reaper. Um, they, they did comment was... on your tag too because you had your tag out and they're like, hey, yes. nice tag. Yes, yes, no, I had my tag out. That was that was cool. Um, I'm trying to think of where all these cards have come from and who they are. And I have no fucking idea. I cannot remember. I have to look it up. Yeah. But no, it's, it's a definitely like... You basically you're going walking around. You've got to collect some souls, um, and do you, do you want me to give what... me the journalistic introduction to it? Yeah, that'd be great because I didn't <clears> really <throat> get too far because I got stuck. You are the Grim Reaper's nephew, I think. Oh uh, no, assist, assistant. Assistant I believe it is. Ollie Reaper, and the Grim Reaper has gone on holiday, and you've run amok. You have knocked over his jar of souls, and you have to go and collect them. It is a platforming-based action type game with a 2.5d perspective and it's quite fun a little bit of puzzly stuff mm -hmm. and it works really well yeah it's it's great i'm definitely going to be getting it. i think that's another one that's meant to be coming out sometime next year yeah i think 99 percent of the people we spoke to was just like yeah it's, it's coming out next year yeah but it's um <laughs> uh, littlereapergames.com yeah, I don't think I've got. I don't. I don't think I grabbed one of their cards. That's okay. That's what I'm for. So that's true. I I will be emailing them at some point to get some information off them for my Australian industry article. Hopefully they reply and don't see it coming from my personal address because I don't have a work address for them and tell me to fuck off. But we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's no definitely fun. So what else did we play? I I don't know if I played much else. Uh, I made you play. Speaking simulator. Oh, yes. Yeah, but I wanted to do that as well because it was so fucking... Yeah. You didn't play Novaflow, which was the game that was like the game I made. Yes. No, I didn't get a chance to play that. There was just too many people and there was some, um, and then we had to go and do other shit, so... But I bought it, so I can give you my copy to play for a bit. That's fine. But this is, right, this is made by RectAngleStudios.com and it is a, like a free-running speed running trial time trial type racing game thing and the reason that drew me yeah. in is because my final uni project was an on foot racing freestyle kind of game so that was kind of interesting mm. 
which I've still got to play. And maybe... On the stream. Maybe. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. Here we uh, go. I don't know if you played Aura of Worlds. Nope. Uh, Lurie. AI. Did you play... As you can see, we've got a lot of games here. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> did you play Firstborn? I don't think you did. No, but I, I was watching them play. It looked quite cool. It's, a, it's like a... Um, it's like going back to the original Final Fantasy sort of style game, and it looks really, really fucking cool, but it's, it's definitely modernised. Yeah, so another student game from Melbourne. Um, another per person I spoke to when they were originally at PAX a couple of years back. And uh, this is, what is it? Uh, Elston Studios, so E-L-S-T-O-N studios.net. And it's called Guile and Glory Firstborn. And it's a strategy game where you have your enemies, kind of like Final Fantasy type thing. But it's, it's grid-based and you can't directly attack anyone. Think of like if you've played oh. into, into the Breach, which I don't think you have, which you really should. No, I haven't yet. Have you got it? Of course I do. Okay. It's it was Stupid made by Christian. It was made by the people who made one of my favorite games of all time, FTL. So of course when it came out, I jumped on it. <laughs> if you haven't played FTL, and I'm talking to everyone listening, including you, buddy, you should probably play that as well. All right. Well, I think we're going to have to be coming to yours. I'm going to have to come to yours. I'm going to have to do a, a streaming day or something. Yeah, uh, Christmas holidays are coming up soon. But anyway, so that's what that is. Um, it's very much more polished than what it was. You can actually get a free pre-alpha download if you want to play it. It's at IndieDB, but if you go to the website, you'll be able to find it. I would highly recommend it. It was a lot of fun when I first played it as a student game, and it's a lot more fun, and it looks a lot better now. So that's cool. Excellent. What is this? I'm actually a bit annoyed that I didn't get to play it, because I wanted to, but... Then, you know, there were so many other things. You can download doing. it now and play it on your own for free. True. That is true. I could do that. And I can shove that on Reaper's Rapid Review. Maybe, yes. But this one, I'm just looking up the name of it. It's called Fiend Legion. Um, Fiend? I don't know if I saw that one. No, I don't think you did. But this is one that I spoke to very briefly. And by Spree Entertainment. That's SpreeEntertainment.com. Currently available on Android, but coming to iOS... And PC, it is a cross-platform hex-based strategy CCG, which is a card, collectible card game. Oh, um, cool! A lot of fun. You can download it now and play. It is free on Android. And another right, um, one I'm going to, have to look at. Yes, I've got it on my phone. I played a couple of rounds on the train this morning. It was a lot of fun, and I was playing it against the guy. He was on his iPad, and I was on the PC, and that was heaps of fun. The, the game itself and the fact that he could sort of like play on his device and I could play it on my device. It didn't really matter. There was that cross-platform play, which I like. So yep. I would I would recommend that. I think you should have a go. I think you'd like that. Okay. Oh, yeah, well, um, there was actually that other game that was I was playing on the iPad. What was that one? Mm. Frick. Ticket to Earth? It was Ticket to Earth. I made you play it. Yes, yes. That's so right. That was That was good. So I have a card from them here somewhere. So there are another people I have to email. There it is. Ticket to Earth. <laughs> Ticket to Earth by Robot Circus. That's yeah, that's that was that was quite cool. I like the mechanics of that game. It's uh, another grid-based game, but it was it was like a match four type of game, but on like a static grid. And that's yeah. how you did your movement and your attacks. You have to like match things up. You can currently get it on Android, and I think it's coming to iOS. No, it's on iOS. Then it came to Android and now it's coming to PC. 
And yeah, I think they're releasing on Steam early next year. Yeah, <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, early next year, of course. And that's um, <laughs> ticket-to-earth.com or just Google Robot Circus or Ticket to Earth. I think they were featured on like the iOS store for a while as well. Oh, that's cool. And you could get this now, and I would recommend it. I don't know. I don't remember how much it was. I'm gonna actually just quickly look it up. How much it actually yeah. was? Because I, I was, I played the uh, tutorial of the, the first two tutorials, and they were pretty freaking cool. Yeah, and, and it's actually like a really interesting game. It's got a decent storyline. Yeah. Oh, it's not gonna tell me how much it is. Um. Yeah, it's got a really good storyline, and it's fun. I mean, what more do you want, really? Besides, it's fun and it's good looking. It plays well. Yeah, that, that's that's what I've sort of get like I'm, I'm gathering from what we've done is like what we went and saw is that everything that we played was fun. It's it, they've all been good games. There were a couple that we saw. It's five bucks. Um, so there was a couple that we saw that we looked at and we were like, ah, no. Yeah, there and were, we sort of there avoided were a couple of very... that, was, that was very like baby's first game kind of looking yeah um where you could tell it was either their first year or their first game or it's my first day kind of thing um and like good on them like congrats you're living out my dream but they they didn't appeal and that they just didn't stick and there were other games that which were they looked really great from far away they didn't play well or they did sort of didn't hold up but the vast majority, they looked great, they sounded great, they played great. Just everything about them was awesome, and that's really, really encouraging to see. Yeah, and even speaking simulator, like it's one of the most basic sort of games. Like all the simulator games are very basic in theory, but like once you really get into the game, it's it's definitely a lot more um, in depth. In depth, yeah, and you know. You think, ah, oh, okay, let's look at this. But we were standing there, and it's, you know, hilarious. Like, we were just watching people screwing up, and it was it was a really good thing to have a good laugh about. Yeah, and, and it was really fun, too. The game was really interesting. I was watching I was watching you play, and you were making me really bloody nervous. Yeah, well, you came along and started freaking... Poking the bear, basically. Yeah, you so suck. Like, do this, do this, do this. No, now you do this and do this and then do this. And it's like, oh, oh. But it, it, I got I got there. I understood after a while. I'm like, okay, I get what you mean now. Don't, don't mind me. I'm trying to look up what game goes with what, what um, business <laughs> card I have because they've got their company name but I haven't got the game. Oh, true. This well, is... while you're doing... No, no, you oh, no, carry on. No, no, no. no. I was, I was going to move on to something else, so carry yeah. on. No, no, move on, move on. I was just going to go on to Spyro. Yeah, I was actually about to say, do you want to talk about Spyro for a bit to oh, sort of break it oh. up? I would love to talk about Spyro. Okay, so I used to play Spyro as a kid. Admittedly, uh, I, I played the second, third, and fourth, I think it was. Um, mm, but don't I, ask me. I, yeah, I never got a chance to play the first one in its entirety because I never was able to hire it out because it was always hired out from video shops. Yes, this is going back to when they were still video shops. Yes, we're all ancient. Move on. Yes. Um, and then I did have the PlayStation demo disc, the PS1 demo disc, the original first demo disc. And I have that Spyro upstairs, was... don't worry. Yes, I've seen it. I remember seeing that. Um, and I used to play that religiously. I'd always play through it until I couldn't play it anymore. 
and just recently i've started playing it again um just at home i haven't put anything online because i started this before i even thought about the youtube or this or anything like that and it's it's really good i love it absolutely love it then i go to pax and play the re-release and it is the exact same game the only difference i found was that the the graphics it, it's it runs a little bit smoother there's not that lag that you get with the original old games the way that they play yeah, original 3d didn't exactly work well yeah but spyro it worked pretty damn well like even crash bandicoot that's when it worked well then but we're not talking about crash because they fucked up in the re-release um yes. but this the the new spyro the jumping mechanics is the same everything is the same you've got the charge you've got your fire and it's all the same like the camera movement you've still got to use the right analog stick to move the camera behind you um there, there's no difference like i just felt like i was playing the old game with a better skin really yeah it's, and it's, that, that's it's exactly what i out. saw like the game when i was watching you play it it was very smooth it looked yep. like I, I've only played it once, like in 2001 or whatever year I would have played it. And from That's what I remember, wild. it looked pretty similar and it just looked really yep. smooth. It, it, the graphics were really nice. You know, it, it wasn't in that sort of weird place where they fucked the graphics up by making it look too good. But yeah, considering they have been making Spyro games pretty consistently, especially with Skylands and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I expect I expected them to make the graphics look pretty good because they should have a good frame of reference. It's it's actually like gone up year by year rather than sort of going PS one then PS four and having nothing in between. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, and just the fact that they have, like, I think they've they've definitely changed the voice of Spyro, but they haven't destroyed the voice. Like, it's very similar to the original voice. Um, which you didn't hear because they had the headphones on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, so, I assume they're going to do a good job with it. Um, it it yeah. did look good. It looked like it played well. And you you enjoyed it. I saw the, the childlike wonder on your face, which is really good to see. <laughs> oh, it, it, honestly, it felt like I was freaking... How old was I when I started playing it? Ten years old. I honestly felt like I was ten years old again. Fuck. Sorry, I'm, I'm older than you. It's just like, ugh. Yeah, but I didn't get a PlayStation until I was ten. So yeah, I got a PlayStation when I was shut up. That's how many years old I was. Yeah, and it just felt like I was sitting down in my parents' lounge room, freaking drinking my chocolate milk, fucking playing Spyro. Ooh, it was. Excuse me. Uh, it was yeah. It was fucking amazing. Yeah. So hopefully, when the game comes out, it's actually really good. It was meant to already be Which... out, and there was a big controversy about it. Things. Oh really? Yeah, that they were only going to include Spyro one on the disc, and the other two were going to be downloadable, like you, you oh, like an update, oh, sorry, a patch rather than like a DLC. Like you, you buy the game, you get all three of them, but only one's on disc. Which yeah. I, I personally hate that kind of crap because, like, as much as I do have good internet now, when I, but back when I didn't have good internet, it used to suck. Like Red Dead Redemption Two, for instance, is a hundred gig download. Like, on my internet, that's not going to take that long. I have, you know, 100 megabit, so that's 12,000 seconds, whatever that is in minutes. I'm not going to work it out because I'm too tired. <laughs> but that's still a long time. And I have some of the best internet in Australia. 
my yeah. mum, where I used to live, has three megabit down. That's going to take me like the rest of my natural life to get Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> so I usually play what? offline. Or in you know twenty years when PS PlayStation is dead and they're not supporting it anymore, how do I get my game that I've paid for, my secondhand game? Because I like my my used game. So that that's my problem with it. But you know your mileage may vary. Yeah. I'm a bit insane. No, I, I fully I, I agree with you what you're saying there. You know. It's, they should all just have it on a disc. Yeah, especially if you're gonna, like, if it's part of it. Yeah, it, it's not oh, like yeah. you're buying Spyro One remake and then your two and three are downloadable content. It's, you're buying the trilogy. Just fucking put yeah. it on there. And anyway, that's, that's the thing. I didn't even realize it was a trilogy. I thought they were just re-releasing the first one. No, just like Crash, so, they're doing all three. All right, so I'm extremely happy now. Uh, I believe it's November the fourteenth. No, no, November the fifteenth. It's coming out. Really? That's not too far away. No, it's it's literally like a couple of weeks away. All right, I'll have to lend you my PS4. Or I could just come to your... Well, I've, I've got to buy the game. Yeah, well, you can buy the game and I'll lend you my PS4 so I'd actually get some use instead of collecting dust like it is now. That's fair, but it's like I'll have a PlayStation 4 game, but no PlayStation 4. Like, literally not even plugged in. Oh, okay. So... Then again, you've got a bunch of consoles upstairs that are sitting there collecting dust not plugged in yeah but they're all also like 40 million years old so that's true that is very true so let's get back to pax rising if you're finished talking about spyro i i yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i could go on for a lot longer but yeah this is level squared did you play level squared with me didn't you or you watched me playing it no you weren't there the little gate with a little cube your little cube thing and it's a puzzler no. Uh, anyway, so this is Level Squared. So LVL2Game.com, made by Glitch Crab Studios, where you're a little cube, and you got to like navigate the environment. You can jump. You can like project yourself to be bigger and smaller. You can shrink yourself. You can project parts of the environment around. You can ma- manipulate the environment. I've dropped the That's card. really cool. And it's like a it's like a platforming puzzle game. And the thing I was most impressed about is you play a cube, which is this green dude here. Um, and he looks alive. He, he's he got this personality to him that I was really shocked to see. Like I'm sitting there watching. I was like, why does he look alive? Why does this cube look alive? And it's, I, I spoke to him about it. That's and it, cool. And it was, it was really cool. It's like, yeah, we focused on that a little bit. And just by giving him, you know, a little bit of, of movement rather than being a rigid square it made him look very much alive like he when he jumps he sort of braces himself and squishes down when he hits the floor and, and oh that's like awesome that. and it was yeah it's a really really cool game um cool dudes making it uh, i spoke to kip from glitch crab and he was very nice to give me five minutes of his time so i recommend checking it out if you haven't yet i don't know when it's going to be released i forgot what he told me but <laughs> uh, i spoke to like a billion people you you did, and even when I was there, just walking around while you were doing your um, journalistic stuff, um, yeah, you were just going like freaking. <laughs> you were like a freaking bumblebee going from flower to flower. You were literally going from stand to stand, in fucking like all these different a- directions. It was it was actually funny to watch. Thanks. <laughs> the, 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 hey, it, funny in a good way. Yeah. The, the the part about it that I hated was like. The people playing the game, the the Joe Everyman, they're the people who are going to buy it. So they're the people you don't want to interrupt. And when 
the guy making the game is talking to every person to get him to talk to everyone else. You don't want to interrupt that. Like yeah. a, a, as much as I've, I will hope, hopefully, speak to a, a little bit of a larger audience. There's nothing quite like getting it from the horse's mouth as, oh, exactly. as a consumer. So I, I didn't want to interrupt that, and it was it was hard to sort of get in when they weren't busy because they were always busy. Yeah. And that's why I like just grabbed the business card and sort of pissed off. It's like, I'll talk to you later, mate. It's fine. So hopefully I, I get to actually have a, a more in-depth conversation about their games and give them a little bit of free press. Cause like, uh, especially level, level square. I played through the demo of that. That was really fun. Uh, really interesting. And I, yeah. I would recommend it. Yeah. Well, even now we're giving them a bit of free press, but not that many people really watch. Then again, I heard a few people watch stuff lately. So, Hey, Hey, if, if, if they get one person out of one of these games to like one person buy one of these games that's one extra sale they wouldn't have had so that's very true that is very true did you play sneaker no but i was watching it yes so do i you... did watch it it looked weird yes this is uh, sneaker by three beak entertainment three beak actually i was i was standing next to you when you were interviewing uh the very bubbly Scarily bubbly. Oh person. yeah, she was. She, <laughs> considering it was like four p.m. on the Saturday, so she'd been at PAX for a day and a half. She was very energetic, and I hated her for it because yeah. I'd only been there for a day, and I wanted to die. And I'd only been there for oh, about. By that time, it was about three or four hours. Yeah, and I was already dying. Like yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't want to walk around anymore. But there is so much more to look at. Anyway, so that's playsneaker.com. Um, this is a stealth game where the only thing you have at your disposal are your shoes. And you can use them as distractions, as weapons. You get different different shoes like stilettos, which is a grappling hook, which is a really cool like sort of uh, take on that. Um, once again, Excuse it's very, very unique. A lot of these indie games are very... They, they take a, a very different spin on... An existing thing and that's why i love the indie yeah. scene they, they don't just for the most part spit out the same shit like, like I, I don't blame them like people like ea and and treyarch and sorry activision not treyarch but activision who spit out the same game every year just iterate over it they're a big company they have to make money whereas the indies they're doing it for passion if they make money that's great if they don't then they'll just go back to doing what they're doing or, or something like that and that's why I really love the indie scene and I really hope that a lot of these people, they go places because they have original ideas that, that are different. Yeah. That, like, that, I've, yeah. I've... Sorry? No, you go, you go. No, okay. Um, so yeah, last year when we went, you know, I was doing all the indie stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is pretty cool, you know. Like, then again, last year I wasn't as much of a gamer as I am now. Or more, I'm more getting into it now. Yeah, I've broken and... you down a little bit. You have, <laughs> and as Chris says, it's so cool seeing all these indie games, and they're all different. They're like they're all the same because they're all indie games, but they are all so different from each other because they've all got their own little thing that they have different or big things that is completely different to what everyone else is. Yeah, and I think like one of the biggest difference in the last few years with the indie scene is they it used to be they would take a big concept and sort of shrink it down, whereas mm. as now they would take a small concept 
and expand it up. They've got like this one thing and they polish it until it's a diamond and then slowly build upon it. And they're doing so well where you wouldn't be able to tell that this game is you know, made by one person in his spare time or made by two or three people as a, as a side project. You know, They go to work, they yeah. come home and they do this. And it just looks great. It might only go for an hour or two, like most of the people I spoke to was like, yeah, the, we expect the runtime to be two hours. Um, but that two-hour experience is very polished. There's no, there's no real filler. There's no shit. It's it's one yep. thing or two, two, like one or two mechanics that they've really made sure is is fun and workable. It's it's different, and then made a big game off it. Yeah, or like Hyperjam, like Hyperjam. Hyperjam is yeah. a very simple game. It's a brawl, yeah. which is something that people have done before. But they added that little bit extra of the aesthetic. Is it's the neon aesthetic, which is cool. And they added, yep. which I forgot to mention, a, uh, a perk drafting system. So at the end of each round, you have four perks to choose from, and the person coming last gets to choose first. So the person coming last has that little bit of rubber banding um, for them so they can catch up. And every game I've played of Hyperjam, it's never been, you know, the, there was one guy just out in front for the entire thing. Because uh, like at, at the end of the, the game, you have to survive the round to win. You can't just get to the end yeah. score by killing three people and die, two people and then dying each round, and then just expecting that to win. You have to actually survive your round, your final round, when you get to the points. And I've never had a game where only one person was on survive to win. It's usually three or more, three or four, because it's four yeah. players. Because I think the people that played before us, there was like they were for like three rounds. Three of them were in their final. Yeah, and then when 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 we played, it was well, I got my ass kicked. Like, real bad. But yeah. the other two people we played against, they were both on Survive to Win, which is the final round. Yeah. And I was playing it yesterday, actually, as, as I was doing a write-up to get some screenshots, uh, just with bots. And I was out in front, and then the the lead was slowly taken away, and all four of us was on Survive to Win, and I got fucking screwed. But we, 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 we won't get too much into that one, because I got very upset. We'll, we'll ignore that one, okay. I got rocket launched from half across the map after dodging it. It sort of came around, and anyway, homing missiles. <laughs> fuck you. Yes, ex- excellent game. It's it's, it's just a, that little tweak on on existing formulas that really can can make a game shine. And big companies can be too afraid to do that because what if it doesn't work? You know, they've, they've yeah. spent a year with a hundred people and all this advertising budget and all this other budget to get it working, and it might cost them. 50 million bucks whereas if I make a game in my in my study on my spare time it's cost me with the super grand assault it's cost me zero dollars which is true you know it's cost me a few thousand hours or whatever but there's no money associated with that so if it doesn't work it doesn't work if I sell one copy I've technically made a profit yeah and that that is which, precisely why I love the indie scene yeah which is hopefully why you're going to get your game uh, eventually I, I, yeah. I do need to get re-motivated to do that it's, it's very hard I actually I was thinking about it today I had my laptop at work I'm like I could do some coding today or I could watch videos on YouTube <laughs> All right, well, want I to need, guess I which need... one I did? YouTube yeah yeah I, I'm going to have to help you motiv- help motivate you with that one then just poke me anyway yeah. moving on are there any other games you remember or do you want me to keep talking about games? Um, 
There are, but this is more card games that I'm remembering. But we'll we'll carry on with the video games for now. Okay, sure. Did you play? I don't know what that one is. Aura of Worlds. <laughs> uh, bring that a bit closer. I don't believe I did. No. Anyway, oh, I deserve that. <laughs> Son yes, of a you bitch. did. <laughs> so, Aura of Worlds, which is at. Currently on Steam, it's currently available. And I spoke to Anthony, he, he was really, really nice. It's by Cognitive Forge, I think. But you can go to Aura of Worlds Games, auraofworldsgame.com, that was really hard to say, <laughs> and get it. Um, it is a procedurally generated roguelike, very much like Spelunky. If you've played Spelunky, I, I actually bought this game on the day and it looks really fun. I haven't played it yet, but that's just because it's only been like three days. But if you've played, have you played Spelunky? I'm guessing you haven't. No, I don't think I have. Okay. Another game that we should play together. I haven't played too much of that, but okay, sounds good. Uh, really fun. It looks really cool. It has like the retro pixel art aesthetic kind of thing going to it, mm. but procedurally generated, so every run is different. Roguelike, so every run is different, and quite fun. Yeah. I think it's fifteen bucks. I bought it for like ten. Yeah, it's it's ten uh, it's nine ninety nine US dollars on Steam at the moment. I've just had a look at it. Oh. So it's about about fifteen US. I think I got ripped off because I paid fifteen bucks for it. Fucking jerk. No, I paid ten. It was two for fifteen. If I wanted to buy two copies, I could have got it for fifteen bucks. Okay, so yeah, so it was yeah, so it's ten dollars Australian. So it's about fifteen dollars. No, sorry, ten. It's ten dollars American. So about fifteen dollars Australian. So I'm, I'm just looking up the next game. I got cards. I got two more cards that I. Okay, I, cool. Clockwork Giants. I don't remember what this was. Introspect. Uh, no, I didn't play this. This was someone I had to actually. They gave me a. Okay, it's not. It's, it's an itch.io download, uh, which I'm pretty sure you can get. But it looks interesting. It looks like a like a platforming 3D game. But I don't know much about it, so I'm going to keep moving on. Okay. One last card, is it? One last card. It's Iluri. Iluri. I, I don't know how to say that, but it's it looks uh, very anime. Yeah, Vivink Studios. So V I V I N K Studios dot com. And this was a game that like I went into it because it looked gorgeous. It was hand drawn. Everything was hand drawn. If you've ever played Hollow Knight, it was like oh, that. Oh wow! No, I haven't played Hollow Knight myself. I th- maybe I get... people watching have. Pretty sure I gave you a code for that today. So maybe you can play that now. It's oh part, really? It's, it's, okay. It's currently I, part of the humble bundle if you want to get it for like twelve bucks. Sweet. Okay, I'm gonna to have to have a look at that code because you did give it to me. I haven't actually put it in yet. Yeah. So all, all hand drawn art, and you could tell it was very early access. Like they hadn't finished it, and I did manage to actually break the game on them, which I felt really bad for. But <laughs> how'd you do that? Uh, I pushed pause or start to sort of skip a cutscene. And it stuck the game in a pause state, but didn't put the menu up. So when you hit pause, it would flip the pause state. So you'd be paused. Oh. And the menu wouldn't be up. Then you'd unpause, and the menu would be up for pause, and then you wouldn't be paused. So you couldn't go left and run anyway. So I fucked the game. That was great. Um, Oh, shit. Very nice looking game, but it didn't play too well. They hadn't really done a whole lot to it. I think it would have been very beneficial for them to just not come this year and sort of spend... uh, six months a year polishing the fuck out of it and actually getting it working well before they you know bothered but 
Um, it was definitely eye-catching, and I, I'd recommend having a look at it. I'm not sure how good the game's going to be, because there wasn't a whole lot there for the game, but it looked cool. So there you go. Oh, yeah. That sounds pretty interesting. I, I, have to, I have to have a look. Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. There's Dead Static Drive, actually, which we took a... Oh, yes. Um, took a coaster form. The game itself looks incredible. The guy who did this, it, if oh, I'm correct, which I'm, cool. which I'm pretty sure I am correct, he took over from my programming teacher when he left my last uni. Oh, I remember you tell, talking to me about that. I'd already gone, but that's fine. He's a really talented dude. The game looks really fun. The, it, the, the premise is the world's ending in 30 days and you have 30 days to fix it. And so you have to sort of go around, driving around, collecting resources, that kind of stuff, not get murdered. And if you don't reach the end, if you don't stop the world from ending in 30 days, then you start again, basically. So it's like a roguelike, yep. so that's cool. Uh, what I'm liking here is that down the bottom here, it says it's filmed in widescreen iCore vision. Yep. So I don't know exactly what that means. Me neither. All right, excellent. But the game looks cool. Got, yeah, uh, at Kurt Russell Fan Club and at Dead Static Drive. So Crustle Fan Club? Kurt, oh, Kurt, Kurt Russell Fan Club. Fucking, I never noticed yeah. that. Um, yeah, but pretty, yeah, pretty talented dude. I'd recommend at least checking out. The art itself was pretty cool. There was an article on Checkpoint last year about it. Um for Paxos 2017 and that was pretty interesting to read again and I don't I've actually I've run out of everything I have on my desk to talk about oh yeah alright well I'm going to quickly talk about the food really? the food at Pax yes because my god it was not a good hot dog <laughs> so here, here's the thing right you don't go to Pax for the food and oh god no you don't go to a convention, convention center for the food. Unfortunately, they know they have you by the short and curlies, so they don't care. But here's the thing, yep. and we did this last year. You can go across the road from the exhibition center, there's Crown, which has like 85 restaurants, but we're all too lazy to do that. And they have one of the best burgers in Melbourne there, but it's also like 20 bucks, so. Yeah, that would be Merrywell? Merrywell. Yeah, fucking good burgers, last year. And last you got a pin if you ordered the um, burgers that were themed around the around packs. Yeah, which is that was very good of them to do. That was very smart marketing. Yeah, and we got like a Final Fantasy one or something like that last year, and it was really spicy. Uh, yeah, I, anyway, I don't remember. But yeah, hot dog, a bun, and the dog for five dollars. That is it. Just and it was like a three-day-old bun, and at least a two-week-old fucking dog. It was like that episode of The Simpsons where he gets the hot dog from the Quickie Mart and gets really, really sick. Mm. Pretty much. I that. definitely. Yeah. Although I just I, I didn't feel that well the next day, but it was, was all good. Uh, unfortunately, like you go to the show. Actually, the show's not too bad now because they have the good food pavilion, so you can actually get decent food at the show yes. now. Yes. But it is that, like that's that's next to the Master Chef restaurant, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which which is a really welcome change because usually it's like, hey, we'll give you. Four chicken nuggets and some four-day-old chips for twelve dollars, or, yeah. or you can go to, you know, uh, like this awesome fried chicken place, which is actually like legitimately one of the best restaurants for that kind of thing in Melbourne, and it's like fifteen bucks for fried chicken and chips, and it's incredible. So why would you not? Yeah, exactly. And last year we went to the show, and it was what 
uh, we got that for the the burger and the the um, wiener or whatever it was. Yeah, like the like the actual. It wasn't a hot dog, but it was like a sausage and roll. Yeah, like a German sausage and oh, it was amazing. But yes. again, we're not talking about we're not talking about. You brought show. up food, and I thought, yeah, yeah, I remember no, that that's shit. fair. But but in relation, yeah. Um, also, quickly, it was Hollow Knight that you gave me. I've just put it up on Steam. So. Alright, good because I already had so that. So I'll. Yeah, so I'll be definitely playing that. Yeah, so Hollow, so, Knight, Hollow Knight is amazing. I would recommend it. Um, all right. Play it. Excellent. I'm definitely going to be playing that. So what else have we got to talk about? So we've got some card games to talk about? Sure, let's do that. Yeah. Um, what, what else is there we've got to talk about today? Uh, I don't think there's much else. Like, I, I can't remember any games. I'm sort of looking through the list, and there's, there's not a whole lot that I really remember, unfortunately. My okay. brain is sort of a bit tired. <laughs> that's fair i guess you know there is there was a lot there um it was yeah really fucking cool there so curious human <laughs> so we have these business cards from curious humans which is yes. it's kind of like um almost like truth or dare um so you pick up a card and there are four different categories of course we have ones that are the R18 categories because, of course, we're very awful humans. Mature. Yeah, but no, we're, we're mature. Mature. We're old, <laughs> but not mature. And Yeah. Yeah, so you put down, a, like you pick up a card, kind of like um, Cards Against Humanity goes, I've, I have I go to porn theatres for the storyline or something. And then yeah. you put down what you think, what, what, the, what the answer is, so true or false. And then the other people playing... We'll put down their answer, true or false, what they guess. And if you, if half the people or less get it right, you get a point, which is the card. Otherwise, you don't. Um, yeah. That was the basic gist of the game. And then they, they managed to print their business cards on the back of their question cards. So we both like randomly picked up one from the pile. Of course, we went to the R18 pile first because that's yeah. <laughs> how mature we are. Yeah, so the red, red outline is the... Um, mature. Mature. Uh, then there was religion, which was yellow. I honestly don't remember. Um, I'm kind of curious to look it up, so I'm going to look it up now. Yeah, so you've got red, yellow, green, and blue. So there are you know, four different categories. I know that one was religion, one is R18, or mature. And just So there's red, yellow, green, and blue. Yeah, that's what I just said. <laughs> I'm not listening to you, so shut your mouth. Blue, blue looks like video games. Yellow looks like relationships. I'm just trying to bring up their page. Eh. Okay. Eh, nope, that doesn't help. That doesn't help either. Does not matter, cousin. <laughs> but it's a, an Australian indie board game place thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, CuriousHumansGame.com. Um, they're also on Facebook, uh, Curious Humans Games. Oh, sorry. And I, also on Instagram. I found the category that sexy, awkward, controversial, and general are the four categories. Oh, okay. Okay, so religion wasn't even one of them. No, you, you're just making shit up. So, do you want to reveal yeah. the card that you picked up first or me? <laughs> I will first because yours is a lot funnier. So we sort of just randomly put our hands in and just pulled them out. Like, we, we literally didn't pick these, but these, these are quite funny. These, these are the kind of ones where I wouldn't want 
the people around me to know the answer, whether it's true or not. Cause then they have that yeah. image in my, in their head of me doing this thing. Yeah. So my one, as we said, both of ours were sexy. I don't know if you really could think of this being sexy, but I have had a threesome is, is the card that I received. So that's the front of the business card. And that is the back. Yeah. It's, so Creative really marketing cool. on their kind. I will say that's really oh, creative yeah. marketing. So, are you going to reveal yours now, or I have urinated on someone during sex. <laughs> so, yes, there is um, that. They they've got some very creative things. I can't remember. What, like, we didn't look through everything else. We just grabbed out a couple of cards and. Well, um, the ones that I have on screen right now for the is I have been watched during sex. I believe everyone should have the right to bear arms. I prefer Star Trek to Star Wars, and I like the word moist. Are the four questions they display? That last one is a very bad one. You don't like so, the word yeah, moist. So, uh, only when it's talking about baking or food. God, you're weird. It's the only time it's able to be used, but still, there is no good time to use the word penetration either. Um, I can think of a couple, on, but anyway, we're not talking about that. So yeah, so basically, we you put these cards. Well, not these cards because these are the business cards. You put this down, and then yeah, put a, the you put your true or false face down, and then everyone else then guesses. Else. Yeah, and it's 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 a very easy basic game. I loved it. I, I it, and they've got drinking rules as well. So which. I think would be the default rules, to be honest. I think the non-drinking oh, yeah. rules would be the expanded rules, but this is yeah. the kind of game that, you know, much like Truth or Dare, you'd want to play with a few beverages. Yeah. And the other great thing that we were talking to them about is um, you don't have to play with all the categories. Yeah. You can play with one, you could play with two, you could play with half of one. Like, you don't have to play with every single category. Um, you know, so if you've got your great aunt Hilda coming around, you'd take out all your sexy ones. Would you though? I mean, my great aunt, great aunt Hilda, she's you know, she's 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 pretty nice. I definitely would. My my my. That's, oh god, I feel so weird doing that. Anyway, I feel very gross. So thank you very much for what I... <laughs> this is the last episode of the four RP. <laughs> this is when we cut all ties with each other. <coughs> Yeah. So no, it's it's a very it's a very diverse game, if that's the right word. I don't think so, but we'll go with it. No, well, you, you can you can use one one category, or you can use all of your categories. You can change it up, but you can do all that sort of stuff, and you can drink with it too. To be fair, you can drink with most games, but this one has encouragement for drinking, so that's always good. Yes. And on that note, we've got another one that I actually purchased, which. Uh, before you purchased it and I gave you the look and you didn't pick up on it, I did not enjoy this game. Oh, really? I thought it was like shock humor. You know, you're laughing because it has the word butt in it. <laughs> like, I, I, thought, I thought the game was, it was okay, but I thought it relied a little bit too much on the crassness. Oh, I agree with you there and that's actually the reason I bought it is because it is that crassness of it it's it's funny it's a, pl a play on words and i like the play on words sort of things and i did not notice your your look i could tell that you weren't too keen on it hey but you're your own you're... human i'm just saying is don't don't ask me to play it with you well you might have to especially this weekend coming 
Hey, we'll be drinking with it. Fine. <laughs> so, it is Kicking Your Ass. Kicking Your Ass is a card game for three to six players where you try to build your ass. Ass. While kicking other players' asses. It's great to play with friends at somewhat grown-up family gatherings. Yes, I was just reading the back of the card. So you have got your ass. I'm not sure how well that's showing up. I can barely see yeah, it. Yeah, but... it's kind of showing up. Yeah. And you've got a whole bunch of other things. You know, you've got your... <sighs> the more I look at it, the more I realise, holy shit, this is a really fucking basic game. This is a basic bitch. There's like four but... different types of cards. There's the five cards you need to build the donkey, the ass. Then there's yep. one that makes Another... them discard a part of it. There's one that makes them discard a couple of parts of it. And then there's like your rebuttal cards, which stops them from making you do that. It's it's so, yes. such a simple game. And yeah, what... so... Y yeah. You can throw a shoe, grab ass, can of whip, open a can of whip ass, give somebody an ass chewing or kick your ass. But then you can tell people to get off your ass and kiss your ass. And it sort of stops them from doing it and stuff. And yeah. And they've, they've got a... Yeah. I, I know. He does not like it. I can tell. But that's that's the people that did it. Craven Studios. And that is actually the guy that... That was playing the game with us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's that. And they've got a kid's version of it called uh, Kicking Your Caterpillar. Yeah, which is was much more simple, which is hilarious. Um, well, once yeah. again, like, this is just, it's not my speed, it's not my style. It's, it's too reliant on the fact he's his ass. <laughs> and there wasn't very much substance to it, so I'm just like, eh. Yeah, no, it's definitely, there is definitely not a lot of substance to it, but as I said, I'm a basic bitch, so. It was like eight bucks as well, so again, I mean, whatever. Yeah. And, and that's the other reason I was like, well, it's only $8. If, you know, if I get sick of it, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. You could have bought another hot dog. Yeah, I'd rather buy the game. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm in agreement there with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, there was that. And there was a lot, of, um, a lot of other stuff that was there, but unfortunately, money is not a friend of mine right now. So Yeah, I know the feeling. I would have loved to have bought some more like merch and stuff from the people there, but there's only so much. Oh you can hell do. yeah! There, there were so many things I would love to have bought, bought, bought from them. Port, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think that might be it. If you, unless you have more stuff to say, I'm I'm all out of shit to talk about for packs. No, I think the only other thing I can really talk about is the t-shirt that we both got. This is not a t-shirt, by the way. This is just not... That's yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have that? T-shirt down there with you? No, it is upstairs no. on my floor drobe. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, well, mine, mine's currently on the washing line. It, but we both... Yeah, like EB had their stall there because it's EB Pax Oz now rather than just EB, uh, rather than just Pax Oz. And it's like, hey, $9 T-shirts. I'm like, sweet. Also half price. So $4.50 yeah. T-shirts. And we both got a Crash Bandicoot T-shirt. Crash Bandicoot, uh, one per juice. One per juice. Was, yeah. yeah, it's really fucking cool. That that was that was the the extent of our purchases, I think. Yeah. No, that's a lie. I bought the pin. That was like ten bucks, and then I bought a couple of games for like ten bucks, and then I bought the t-shirt. So the most money I spent I... on was probably lunch, to be honest. 
Yes, same here, actually. Which is terrible. Yep. Meh. We had fun. I had fun. Did you have fun? I did. I loved it. And I'd love to go again next year. Hopefully, I can. I am still with the current news outlet. I can get in for free. That'd be fun. But yeah, and if, I'll play yeah. If not, I, I think we will both definitely go. I if you if you are mm. in Melbourne or are sort of able to get down to Melbourne for a day or two, I'd highly highly recommend going to Pax Oz. Um, yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of games. A lot of stuff to look at. A lot of merch. A lot, a, a lot, if you'd like any kind of game, video or board, or retro, or even if you just like Penny Arcade, there's, there's going to be stuff there for you. The talks are usually pretty good, although this year I didn't have time to go to any of those either, but that happens. Um, yeah, I would highly recommend you do that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Paxos is a fucking awesome place to go. Um, and yeah, it's just... Uh, the only issue I really have with it is that the people are f- that are there. They just sorry. In front sorry. Of you, can, no... can, can you can you re- like, the the stream cut out at the worst time? I needed you to repeat yourself. Oh, what what part did it cut out at? The people are. Oh, okay, the people are a bit of the issue that I had is you know they, they, there's no looking out around or anything like that. They're just freaking very tunnel vision yeah the, the the people there like a lot of them are the typical stereotype for a gamer unfortunately socially inept and sort of a bit awkward and not really aware of their surroundings and sort of like they said tunnel vision yeah. that like i'm not sure if, the, if it's the same for all the rest of the pax conventions but pax oz has a rule about deodorant and body odor and you can mm-hmm. actually get ejected if you stink which is fucking awesome because my god did it used to fucking stink in that place it was like walking in to a barrel of gym clothes and just being drowned oh. in old ball sweat it was fucking gross like oh it's nasty and the the fact that they had to make it a rule says so much about the kind of person who would usually attend packs Thankfully, it is a rule. Thankfully, the enforcers actually enforce this rule and can kick you out. One of the guys I work with is an enforcer at PAX, and he goes, yeah, I've, I've actually had to kick people out of PAX because they stank. And they're all up in arms. It's like, fucking go have a shower and come back, mate. Why are you fighting this? You stink. Yeah. Good like, Lord. You know, we don't have an issue with, you know, socially inept people with, you know... No, 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 definitely not. That, that, that's We're just... Ex- explaining that's the kind of people that are there i my my first time doing packs as a journalist was where i actually lost my social ineptitude so that that was really interesting for me the first couple of times i went to packs is just the thing i was that person and i didn't really know how to do the interaction and i was kind of thrust into a place where i had to i had 30 interviews on in the weekend i had to nail that shit i couldn't fuck it up so it's just like i'm gonna talk to this person and he was like I'm really nervous. I've never done an interview before. I'm like, I'm really nervous. I've never done an interview before. And we kind of were able to play off each other a little bit. And I think, yeah, by the end of that, we were both really confident in what we were doing. And then from that day on, I've been less of a socially inept person. And I think that was really good for me. PAX has helped my personal development. How good is that? (laughs) Once again, games save the day. (laughs) 
Games. Is there anything they can't fix? <laughs> My broken life. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. That's okay. I have many lives. <laughs> God. Yes, that was a really weird tangent. It really was. But hey, you know, we're talking about packs. We're talking about all the stuff that happens at packs. And... It's, it's, it's the unfortunate side of packs. But on the fortunate side, if you are someone who likes cosplay, there's a lot of cosplay. I like cosplay. Oh, yes. Cosplay. So fucking cool. There are some amazing costumes this year. Yeah, and because it is around Halloween too, you do get a lot of creepy ones as well, which is cool. There yes. was there was a Crash Bandicoot furry walking around, and I wanted to tackle him for the lols. Yeah. And so I can hear him yep. go, wow! Well, however he does it, my voice is <laughs> fucked. I can't do that. Ow! <laughs> no. Wow. More like wow. O- o- Crash Owen Wilson. Um. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, I must say, there was, uh, was it Predator? Was yeah, there? there was a predator there. He looked fucking amazing. Uh, and and the sound effects coming out of him as well. Yeah, the sound effects. Are... Yeah. Which... You actually do that quite well. Yeah, it's Holy creepy. Predator is one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So that's why I quite like it. I, I like dumb action movies. And that's also yeah, the I... get, get to the chopper meme. So that's great. <laughs> I actually need to see um, Predator. I think I've seen Alien vs. Predator, but I haven't seen any of the Predators. You only need or to watch aliens. the first one. The rest are kind of garbage. Oh, okay. Kind of. The second one was okay, but the rest were garbage. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that was fun. The talks. I went to the talks last time. They were okay. But it's... um, yeah, I couldn't go this year. Did you go to it the talks have, last year? No, it would have been the time before that you would have gone to the talks. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, because we, we just walked around. We didn't really go to the talks. You wanted to show me all the awesome shit last year. Yeah, unfortunately for me, like being someone who is... I'll put this in really big air quotes with a big asterisk next to it, a game dev, because I do have that <laughs> that qualification at least. I, you do. I, I wanted to go to these talks by game devs. Like the first packs, there was talks on chip tunes and music and sound design and art and games and programming and AI and physics and all this kind of shit. And then it sort of whittled down from that to a lot of social justice, a lot of issues with language and a lot of issues with inclusivity and and gender and equality and all that kind of stuff and i'm not saying that's not important i'm not but that's not what i go there for so the talks became less interesting for me as a result of that oh true i, I don't know how how you feel about that kind of thing like you haven't been to the talks the talks the no, talks I, are usually pretty yeah. good but yeah i i can't really say too much because yeah as you said i haven't been to any of the talks so i wouldn't know what to say about them i i went to one which was about Rocket League and the online community. It was the, 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 I think the actual title was Building an Online Community. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's something I'm interested in because I, I want to make some kind of online game at some point. So I went to the talk and the whole time it was, look at all these toxic Rocket League players and this is how bad they all are. And it was nothing about building that positive community. It was like pointing out all the shit things people do and... It's just like, oh. no, sometimes people say good shot when you do a bad shot. What? Like, of course they're going to troll you. It's, it's, it's part of sport. <clears throat> it's a part of gaming in it's general. It's part of gaming. Like, that's not toxic behavior. That's having a bit of fun and you're being a little bit too sensitive. But then, of course, there yeah. is the other part of it when you play games like that have voice chat and 
they can go a little bit too far. Yeah, and I've I've been into I've been in some voice chat games like TF2. I've been in that, and sometimes, oh, sometimes that goes a bit over the top. Yeah, the 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 twelve year old sleeping with your mum on Xbox Live is is a meme because it's true. Like that's why I stopped playing multiplayer games because it's just it's so boring having every yeah. yeah I fucked your mum. You know my balls haven't dropped yet, but I <laughs> fucked your mum. <laughs> every other day and it's just like I don't I don't care yeah. and, and, and of course the games weren't that interesting they never worked well because my internet was shit <clears throat> and it was, it was never really worth it for me but instead of you know focusing on the positive things of what I wanted to see from that chat they were too busy focusing on the negatives and that sort of ruined it for me yeah oh good god my voice is fucked <laughs> we've been talking <laughs> for an hour and 20 minutes yeah, I was going to say we've been talking for quite a while. It's definitely one of the longer... Well, no, it is the longest podcast we've done so far. I like an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's been so much to talk about. It's been good. Pax is massive. And considering the usual length of our podcast is like 10 to 15 minutes, and we've been talking for an hour and 20 so far, and we didn't go to everything. We stayed in the Pax Rising, the indie section, for the entire time. Yeah. Oh, like near, we, right at the end of the day, once um, that side of it closed, we did go into the board, game. board games and card games, but we've already talked about what we saw there because we didn't go to everything because there was a lot of the same stuff, but a lot of it was, hey, hey, buy something, buy something. Yeah, a lot of the um, the board game stalls were the major board game players in, in Melbourne, which yeah. are like Good Game and... Mind Games. Mind games, yes, thank you. And there's another one which was I'd never seen before, which were there, and they took up mm. like two thirds of the real estate there of the booths. And then there yeah. were other ones selling like gaming tables and miniatures and dice, die dice, whatever, and all die, that kind dice. of stuff. Yeah. And then there were a couple of like there was a, the indie game, what is it, indie tabletop game developers of Australia, whatever they're called, were there. Had they had their own booth, which is where you bought your game from. Yep. And yeah, the rest were just sales. And then there yeah, was like a and massive board game playing area though, which was great. Yeah, board game, card game, everything. Like you could play D&D, you could play any of the board games that basically were getting sold at PAX. Um, yeah. Any yeah. of the card games. I even saw fucking Uno getting played. Yeah, which the great thing about that is there's usually someone there who will teach you it, providing you have that aptitude to actually go and talk to them. But... Yeah, it'll generally be one person with their board game, say, you know, maybe um, Ticket to Ride or something, which is a quite popular game. It's like, oh, I've always wanted to play Don't Ticket me. to Ride. It's like, come down, yeah. I will show you how to play. And that this person who brought this board game in will take you through it. And that's incredible. It's an incredible part of the community. Hmm. And that's actually one game I do want to play still is Ticket to Ride. And I believe you've got that. I've got it on my phone, actually. Oh, you don't actually have the physical board game? No, but I do want to get it. It's actually ah. quite fun. Okay. That sounded really weird the way I said that because I like slipped on my chair. But yes, <laughs> PAX, PAX is massive. A lot of it is yeah. advertisement, like HP had a massive booth and Alienware oh, had a massive huge. booth. And MSI had a massive booth and Razer and Twitch and all these people. But yeah. when you go to Razer only had a small booth this year, though. Oh, it was still pretty fucking big, though. Well, the one I saw was pretty fucking small. Oh, maybe I'm thinking of something else. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. But if you go there for that kind of stuff, you can get good deals on hardware. I bought this chair from PAX in 2016. 
for half price, which was a good deal for me. Yeah, I actually I was going to I was wanting to buy one of those chairs, um, but it was like three models above that one, but it was orange as well. So, but it was like freaking five hundred dollars. Well, this was the basic bitch model. It cost me I think one sixty, or it was half price. I was down from three twenty or something. That's awesome. Because they were the official chair sponsor of PAX and I had to unload all their stock. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, that, that was a clusterfuck. That was so bad. They, they didn't arrange the proper... like, yeah, come Sunday after PAX is closed and you can come get your chair. It's like, oh, cool. And they opened the door and the line was literally from one end of the convention center to the other. Holy shit. Thankfully, I was at the front. So I got my chair like second and then I nicked off out of there. Nice. Anyway, so they, they were selling all the chairs that we're getting that we use during packs. Yeah, there was a few hundred of them, and there were a few hundred people lined up for them. Fucking hell, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a good deal. It's sturdy chair, still going, so I'm not going to complain. Yeah. There's, there's doesn't seem to be any damage to it that I've seen. So yeah, we're talking about chairs now uh, from packs. Yeah. This, is, this, is, this is how far down the rabbit hole we go. So maybe yeah. we should probably stop because I think we're <laughs> rambling at this point. I don't think we're rambling. I think we're just, you know, going on about everything because we didn't even get to the the arcade side of everything or the video, the the yeah, the Re- arcade, yeah, retro. The, the the thing about the retro people is, I know they're they're the people there. I don't know them personally, but I I know I've seen them on some of the forums I go to. I don't like their attitude as as much as that is sort of a shitty thing to say. Yeah, and their collection is crap compared to mine okay i'm just gonna start that. their collection's pretty nice they have some nice your, shit okay compared to what i saw last year your collection is twice as big as what they've fucking got there yeah but you know they did, i'm guessing they didn't drag the whole collection out but they yeah. their, their attitude's a bit crappy and they they do act a bit holier than now it's like i have more games than you i'm the best person it's like, no yeah it's, but, it's that's not a just good thing me. like <clears throat> Yeah, but look, look at what you've got. Like, upstairs, you've got a freaking shrine to fucking games. Yeah, let's call it that because it's not creepy. <laughs> yeah, no. But you, you still, you know, that to you, they're just games. It's not like fucking you're better than everybody else. So why should they act the same? Exactly. I don't think I'm better than everyone else to have a bunch of video games. I think I'm better than everyone else because I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like honestly if, if you are into any kind of game it, it's the place you want to go um, oh, definitely. in Australia at least I'm not sure about how, how it is in, in, in the States or everywhere else that PAX is but PAX Australia and even like the greater I, I don't know if you know this it was actually part of Melbourne International Game Week oh really? I did yeah. not know that and there's a, there's a bunch of stuff going on during the week uh, last year, or sorry, the year before, there was the Unity conference, Unity the Game Engine, and oh, yeah. like a bunch of Melbourne Game Awards and all this other crap going on at the Australian Centre for the Moving Image, which is um, next to Fed Square. Yes, I actually want to go there still. I haven't been there yet, and I've been here for over a year and a half now. And I want well, to go there. when there's a good one on, we can go. But sweet, well, there was, but we didn't get a chance to go. Yeah, but there's there's all kind of stuff on for the entire week, and it's 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 very interesting and. I've been lucky enough to be able to actually go there in a journalistic capacity, so I get a little bit of extra yeah. sort of pepper to it. And nice. I, I would highly recommend, especially as just a, a casual spectator, if you are if you were just a casual kind of gamer, you just like playing games, go to PAX, you'll love it. If you like the industry or making them, 
go to some of the talks, go to the Melbourne International Game Week stuff. There's the uh, some game conference, I think, which is like a bunch of talks and stuff just on game dev. That's all really cool. Oh, wow. Or even just talking to the indie devs. Like that can be really enlightening to get some tips to tricks. I I honestly would definitely recommend it if you are into that kind of stuff. Or even as I said, just a casual game. If you like games, come there for a day. It's it's definitely worth the, the hassle. Oh, it definitely is. Like I'm I guess I would say more of a casual gamer. Trying to get more into more of a non casual gamer. But yeah, it's even even last year when I really never done anything gaming related, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Even if you just you're curious about it, um, I would say go. Yeah, if you have any kind of uh, like affinity for for any kind of gaming, I would definitely recommend it. The board game mm. section is fucking massive. The video game section is massive. The talks are, you know, depending on your taste, you can look them up. But not for me for this time. But they they can be quite interesting. Um, depending on what you're into. And as I said, the, the Greater Melbourne International Game Week can be kind of interesting too. Yeah. Mm. Nice. I don't, I don't have my, my cool Checkpoint t-shirt here. But yes, you should also, <laughs> if, if you can be asked, you should check out checkpointgaming.net and have a look at the, some of the crap I write. Yeah, it's, you've got a few articles up and I might, I might even link a few things down below. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I do love the... The game industry of Australia, it's, it's really recovered and it's really, um, whatever the opposite of disheartening is, a heartening. It, it, it warms the cockles of my heart um, to see the, the game industry recover. Because when I finished my course, as I was finishing my courses, when it all collapsed and went wrong, and now I'm stuck writing business software, which isn't the best. I mean, I like it, but you know, I'd rather, much rather be writing games. But then again, the games industry also sucks. And really uses up the, the talent, but eh, you know, whatever. It's it's good to see so many people following their dreams, even if I don't get to do that. Yeah, but you Dead can still one day. <laughs> wow, not bitter at all. I'll do it. I've got at least another ten years in me. Yeah, I hope so, it's a bit more than that. It's only taken me like seven years to get to this point, but you know. We'll get there. Ah, uh, you will. Definitely will. I hate myself. Anyway. <laughs> Someone oh. relieve me of my misery. No. <sighs> that was our PAX talk. That is the end. I, I'm calling it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree because I think we're just going to carry on talking about random shit and we've been talking for what, an hour and a half now? Yeah, just clocked over 90 minutes. Yeah. All right, so... If you are still here, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for listening to our yeah. insane ramblings for 90 minutes. Jesus Christ, yeah. what's wrong with you? Um, I, I was more going to say you're very brave, but yes, also, what the fuck is wrong with you for listening to this? But we love you. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. <laughs> Good Lord, you saw uh, the wife leave his eyes there for a second. <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm getting really tired and re just realised I've got work in like 12 hours, less than that, 6 hours, 7 hours. Okay, we're definitely ending. Thank you so much for yeah. watching and listening and do all oh, the things with the links okay. and click things and watch us and talk to us and watch him and watch me. Blah, say goodbye. Yeah, so th <laughs> yeah. thank you very much for watching. Do everything he just said and... 
we have both lost it. So thanks again for watching, and we shall see you, or you'll hear us in the next one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>